So I married way, way up. My wife, who is a Stanford grad, holds a PhD in psychology to say nothing of her warmth, her humor, and her beauty both inside and out. And as a result of all of that, despite her insistence that I stop bragging about her, oh yeah, she's humble too, uh, I do brag about her. I brag about her constantly to everybody who asks and way too many people who don't. Because I married way, way up. Every so often, I'll come home from a long day at work, also known as me taking six steps away from my office towards my living room, and then I'll excitedly share a psychological concept that I uncovered that day with my wife, because she holds a PhD in psychology and is very smart and funny and pretty, and and, hey, hey, wait, where are you going? I'm not finished. Anyway, I'll share a given concept with her because I'm utterly convinced that the entire world needs to hear about it. It's going to transform the way we think about creativity or marketing or business overall. I'm like, babe, this idea, it's, it's so powerful. What, what do you think? And then I get a polite smile, a subtle nod. She's known about that since undergrad. I just broke the news to a master chef that macaroni tastes pretty decent with some cheese on it. Fortunately, because my wife is great, did did I mention that yet? She doesn't just leave me hanging. Whenever she sees the thread I'm working so hard to pull, she'll casually walk around the corner, gather up the giant frickin' quilt sitting just out of my view, and gently place it right in front of me. Oh, uh, so so that's, I mean, yeah, that, this, this is better. Thanks, babe. Like I said, I married way, way up. A few weeks ago, she was at it again when she introduced me to a concept that explains one of the business world's most common behaviors. But it turns out the psychology world could use a little bit more of uh, the stuff from our world because there was no pithy single brand name for this idea. So I made one up. We're going to call it the foraging choice. There was also no definition for this concept. So here's my PhD approved attempt. The foraging choice is the decision between exploiting your current position and exploring other possibilities. Ugh, kind of feels like that most people in the working world choose the former, right? That word exploiting just hits home so hard. If we aren't stuck doing the same old things we've always done the way we've always done them, because that's how we do things around here. That's how we do things around that's here. That's how we do things that's around how here. We that's how we do things around here. Around here. Then we're busy latching onto a new trend or a guru-granted technique for dear life. Either way, when we find something we believe works, we enter exploitation mode. We cling to it. We obsess over it. We beat it to death. That's how we do things around here. Although exploitation doesn't always mean gaming systems, this tendency certainly appears most obviously whenever we look at how some hucksters who masquerade as marketers and thought leaders treat the internet. On YouTube, business bros will pose during pre-roll ads professing to know the secret to making more money more quickly in less time, and also unicorns and dragons and Santa are real. LinkedIn users film walk and talk videos sharing profound career lessons. Hold the profound, hold the career lessons. People on social media at mention 25 other humans in their latest post because they're focused less on humans and more on robots. They're trying to feign engagement on those posts in order to flag to the algorithm that they should share that post more broadly on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter. 
it all adds up to a bigger pile of crap than even Santa's very real flying reindeer can produce. Ugh. So why do we choose to exploit more often than explore, and why this foraging idea in the first place? First, let's address the question of why the foraging idea by turning now to the study that my wife shared with me, researched and written by Jennifer Lenau as first author and her colleagues. For context, research studies list authors in order based on who did the most work or maybe seniority or whose grant money they used, and Jennifer was the first author among several. Here's what she says. Many decisions that humans make resemble foraging problems in which a currently available and known option must be weighed against an unknown alternative option. She continues, Many of the most biologically relevant decisions we make are foraging-like decisions about whether to stay with a current option or search the environment for a potentially better one. So why do we seem to lapse into exploit mode? Why, when something we know or others claim delivers results, do we get complacent or stagnant rather than continually exploring or improving upon that option? Easy. Stress. Said the researchers, chronic and acute stress promote over-exploitation in serial decision-making. Maybe that's why people love to exploit a tactic when it relates to an algorithm on a social network specifically. They depend so much on these third-party channels to do their work, and right when people finally mercifully understand how to use a platform responsible for all of this constant breakneck change, the algorithm changes. So if an expert claims a technique works, it's like finding a bounty of acorns in a tree. The stress of constantly searching through branches and leaves, avoiding predators, trying not to fall, worrying that you picked the wrong tree or maybe forest, seems to melt away. And in its place, you feel certain that this tree is the place to be. When you consider that algorithm changes are but one of an endless list of stressors in our work, stressors that also include bosses, colleagues, family and friends, customers or clients, and our own desire to succeed, it's no wonder that we tend to exploit our current position. We're in a familiar tree. So what happens when we want to do something better? What if we're sick of redundant, tired approaches or commodity junk? What might cause us, and more importantly, those around us, to go exploring? According to the study, it all starts by understanding your environment first. The average reward rate of the environment serves as the optimal leaving threshold because it effectively sets the opportunity cost of time spent exploiting the current option. When the instantaneous reward rate of the currently depleting option falls below this level, an animal's time would be better spent doing something else. So you just got scienced. <laughs> I realize that. So let me translate a bit. Basically, we need to spend more time understanding our context as a precursor to the foraging choice. Because we know our existing position so easily, it can be tempting in times of stress to just choose that, to just continue to cling to it and explore it, rather than go and explore anything new. However, if we knew what was happening in the new, in the real world around us, in our context, we could more easily, more accurately, and more confidently make the decision to try something else. Here's an easy example. In a world where everybody buzzes over publishing short, snackable content, say I realize that both my audience's desires or sensibilities and my own skill set allows me to write long-form emails or tell long stories instead. Another example, if you're not sure whether to leave your job and you can understand the opportunities available in the broader job market first, aka your context, then that can help you leave your existing position with more confidence. 
Okay, kind of obvious, right? But here's the issue. When we experience chronic or acute stress, we don't take the time to understand our environment. We revert back to the current position. In the career example, if you're focused on landing the ultimate dream job right now or else, or if you're so fried from working late or working under a crappy boss, or you're convinced that something is wrong with you because your company is supposed to be a great place to work, then any of that stress might cause you to stay put, even if your context clearly demands that you go exploring. I mean, ever wonder why friends can so nonchalantly point out solutions to your struggles that, that seem so obvious to them? We're convinced, hey, it's not that simple, guy. But, but maybe it is. And we're just too stressed to see the world clearly. Guy. Stress clouds our vision and impairs us from making good decisions. We already know that. However, what we didn't realize before is that this triggers our psychological impulse to keep hammering away at the current thing. A job, a tactic, a relationship, and so on. Even when it makes more sense to explore something new. So, how do we gain clarity during all our stress? What might cause us to make better foraging choices and go exploring rather than keep exploiting? Unfortunately, that study doesn't say. In fact, their hypothesis was about the problem, not the solution. They explored whether, and I quote here, subjects under stress would demonstrate greater exploitation of or lower reward thresholds for leaving current options. The report was about the downside. For us to make better decisions, however, I think we need to focus on the upside. We need a reason to pick our heads up from our current position every so often in order to investigate our context. In my research for the book, I found the same pattern in people who go exploring, one that suggests that we can use a simple mental heuristic to focus on the upside of our environment rather than endlessly cling to our existing tree, scared of the downside of leaving. I call this heuristic aspirational anchors. So what are they and how do they work? And most crucially, how are they different than goals? That we're exploring next week. I'd love your thoughts on this idea. You can email me, jay at unthinkablemedia.com. And if you're interested in going deeper with concepts such as this one, check out my book, Break the Wheel, available now on Amazon. Fundamentally, the book is about making better decisions for you, regardless of the best practice. Because finding best practices is not the goal. Finding the best approach for you is. Until next week, go break the wheel. See ya. The average reward, the average reward rate, the average reward, science!